This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about one of the deadliest natural disasters of the last hundred years, including the reasons why you've probably never heard of it. The day was December 16th, 1920. At 7.06 p.m. local time, a massive earthquake wreaked havoc on the isolated Gansu province in north-central China. The disaster is generally known as the Haiyuan earthquake after the location of its epicenter, Haiyuan County. The quake hit one of the less populous areas of China, but its death toll was exceptionally high nonetheless. The U.S. Geological Survey put the number at 200,000 lives lost, but that's a conservative estimate. A 2010 Chinese study reported the true number to be 273,000 lives lost. Depending on which country's statistics you go by, that makes the Haiyuan quake either the first or the second most deadly earthquake of the 20th century, as well as the third or fourth deadliest of all time. The area surrounding Haiyuan was characterized by vast deposits of something called loess, the yellow, wind-blown sediment that gave the Yellow River its name. This dry, loose soil made the region vulnerable to earthquakes, and it didn't help that most of the homes there were cave dwellings called yaodongs that were dug out of the lowest deposits. These deposits were hundreds of meters deep in some places, and under seismic activity, the homes built into them were prone to collapse. These factors are one reason why the death toll of the Haiyuan earthquake exceeded that of quakes of similar intensity that occurred in more populous areas. Haiyuan was home to only about 146,000 people, but because of landslides and cave-ins, nearly half of the county's population was lost. The earthquake registered at the highest level on the Mercalli Intensity Scale, which measures the observed effects of an earthquake. As for its magnitude, accounts vary, but most sources agree its seismic waves were somewhere between a 7.8 and an 8.5 on the Richter scale. Either way, the quake was powerful enough to register on the equipment of 96 different locations around the world, and its aftershocks were reportedly felt in the region for the next three years. The damage from the quake extended through an area of 20,000 square kilometers, or nearly 8,000 miles. Dozens of villages near the epicenter were completely destroyed. In 14 counties, over 70% of all structures had collapsed, and throughout the region, over a million livestock animals were buried beneath debris. Because the region's granaries had been toppled, and because most of the sheep and cattle had been crushed, some of the initial survivors starved to death in the weeks following the quake. The disaster had occurred in the middle of winter, 
causing many others to die from exposure to windstorms and heavy snowfall. The grim situation was made even worse by frequent aftershocks, which left many survivors fearful of building anything but the most temporary of shelters. If that wasn't enough to contend with, survivors also had to navigate a changed environment, riddled with ground cracks, landslides, torn-up roads, and dammed rivers. These complications, along with the general remoteness of the region, are another reason why the death toll grew so high. It was difficult for survivors to escape the ruined landscape, and it was nearly just as hard for would-be rescuers to get through to those in need. The Chinese state and the general public eventually mounted relief and reconstruction efforts to help those most impacted by the quake. However, the aid that was given had little effect on such widespread suffering. This ineffectiveness was largely due to timing. The Haiyuan earthquake had struck during a famine that was affecting tens of millions of people in the North China Plain. Most public resources had been put into that crisis, leaving little support left over for the survivors in Gansu. Given the extensive damage and loss of life it caused, the Haiyuan earthquake remains relatively unknown. This is partly because it struck a rural location and not a major city, but more crucially, the quake took place during the early years of what would become the Chinese Civil War. Those hostilities, as well as the famine and other political crises of the day, overshadowed what was ultimately one of the worst natural disasters in human history. Today, China continues to be susceptible to massive earthquakes, but thanks to the lessons of previous quakes, like the one in Haiyuan, the country is much better equipped to handle the fallout. The public is much more aware of the earthquake risk and seismic activity is now factored into all construction, including underground dwellings, which are still very much in use. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can write to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.